Out in the woods lives a lonely goatman. Lay or lady or lines. Sharp is the axe of the lonely goatman. Lady or lady or lines. Over in Maryland, not in Spokane. Lady or lady or lines. Folks in a town that was quite remote ran. Lady or lady or lines. A dude at breakfast eating oat bran Lady 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 Lines Was surprised by an axe to the throat man Lady Lady Lines Men with mics and a podcast game plan Lady 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 Lines While drinking beer heard about this goat man Lady Lady Lines One nice girl with a cool new boyfriend Lady or lady or lines Started making out, then they saw the goatman Lady or lady or lines They tried to drive, but they were too slow And lady or lady or lines He took an axe to their brand new Ford van Lady or lady or lines Scientist caught in an explosion. Lady Oda, Lady Oda, Lady Lines. He grabbed an axe and he ran to and fro then. Lady Oda, Lady Oda, Lines. Oda Blurry. Oda Blurry So if you're out on Fletcher Town Road, then watch your ass for the angry goat man. Scary is he, old lady, old loco, Soon your duet will become a solo, lady, old lady. Oh no, Scary blurry photos. Look out, Nazis. <laughs> Guten Tag. <laughs> Welcome in blurry photos. <laughs> I'm a nun. That's a Nazi over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm six incorrigible children. <laughs> Someone's huh. made play clothes of the drapes. <laughs> Hans, toaster, beer bottle, <laughs> shark face. And Eleanor. <laughs> and the ugly one. <laughs> what? Hey, everybody. I am David Flora. <laughs> I'm. And I am David Steckel. And this is the sound of blurry photos. Oh. Na, 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 with That's new age bullshit. <laughs> 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 oh, and welcome to um, our our anniversary. That's we'll, right. Yeah, it's it's roundabouts. Yep, that's that's dos años in the bucket. I think we've just passed it. Yeah, two years for you. That's right, right in your ears, and two years of you 
being there with us. Thank you very much yep. for that. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, so many of you have been with us for so long, but I don't, I don't think anyone has been with us continuously. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say if you have, if you've been there from yeah. episode one, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, know. I'm thinking Connor. I'm thinking Peyton Bob. Definitely Peyton Bob. Toboggan Jen's been Toboggan in, the, Jen, in the mix. The fancy feast. The fanciest. Oh man. So thank you guys. You guys are all awesome. We don't, we don't have anything too special for, uh, for our dosiversary, but we've got, never uh, tell them we don't have anything special. He's, he's lying I, to you. I, I he's like lying to, to prove you. ourselves wrong. I'm juggling. Um, I'm going to perform surgery on myself during the episode, <laughs> but, um, we are crossing off yet one more listener suggestion. Mm-hmm. Something we have promised. Yep. Uh, and, and now we have gotten to, that's right. In 1943, uh, someone in Pennsylvania said, how many cheesesteaks do you think you could eat? And that man ate so many that he became a singularity. That's right. And actually warped time space around himself. He swallowed Harrisburg. That's right. For a short time. Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't, I'm already, I've, I've, I've literally run out of energy for that bit. <laughs> They're just like, huh. Well, that's good because we've got plenty of energy stored up for the Philadelphia experiment. Lightning sound. Uh, wait. Yeah, it's, I know you've already done that, but lightning sound with extra Tesla and maybe a hint of the paranormal. Go. Yeah. You'll never disappoint, David. <laughs> Frank and Duck. All right. Okay. Sorry. It's just <laughs> you're trying. You're trying. You keep throwing. I'll keep swinging. I like freaking duck. <laughs> What's my new ringtone? <laughs> this episode special one. Real good. Oh yeah. I just said we we had nothing special, but sorry. Guess who's a fucking lawyer now? Uh, you, you are, Flora. You putting the name of a lawyer on me. Uh, I hope you are buckled in, and uh, your legs are seaworthy. Oh man. Because get ready for an unmentioned nautical mystery. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to save it. I yeah, think. it was its own. It, this this critter could stand on its own two legs. And it did. And, and then, then it, it disappeared. And then it, it swam away. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about what the Philadelphia experiment was, uh, what we currently know or is said about it in a timeline fashion, and what are some possible explanations for it. I am. I love your optimism with the plural on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I was able to dig up uh, stuff on on both sides of the fence. So I think that I think we'll be okay. I believe you. And spoiler alert: there's a lot about it. Yeah, and a lot comes from both camps, both the skeptic camp and the true believer camp. Yep, not the one that's headed up by Stan Lee. No. I've reduced my job, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. To grunts. No. Uh. Uh. <laughs> oh, Dave's thirsty. Uh. Uh. No. That's the reverse of thirsty. <laughs> he has to pee. 63 tugs if you're drowning. <laughs> yeah. 64 if you found the treasure. <laughs> uh, I am very much enjoying the, the Simpsons uh, 
uh, cavalcade that's oh, going man. on. I wish I got. It probably won't. Ha- it'll probably be done by the time this this uh, drops. Well, it's fine. Right now, it's it's happening. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, here's we're turning the corner on the summer. Huzzah! Yeah, I'm 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 not a I'm not a fan of the summer, uh, but I got to tell you, I mean, the we're coming into the height of my power, the height of this podcast power. Blurry Photober is on the horizon. That's right. Dun dun. Check it. Dun dun. Thunder dun, dun. organ. Oh, self-administered. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a masochist. <laughs> that was a good one too. <laughs> well, yes. sometimes <laughs> I, I'm a masochist. <laughs> I I don't care who I hurt, and that includes me. <laughs> Least of all me. Wow. That's like, that's really, really getting away from us. That's like becoming some extra weirdo. <laughs> really uh, I, just, we just have a pantheon of presidents now. Yeah. They're just, they're just running amok. That was, I feel like that was starting to kind of get into a Vincent Price-ish territory. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> that wings flare of darkest night. Spider stings and lizard wings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Vincent Price. I always felt like in my head, I knew exactly how it sounds coming out of my mouth and never, never. Uh, in the same way, you know, who's really solid on that is a uh, Dan Harmon. If, uh, mm-hmm. if you guys listen to Harmon town, it's, it's really fun. Yeah. It's a great podcast. And he has this low grade obsession with, <laughs> um, putting in, uh, Vincent Price. <laughs> he does. He likes to freestyle rap and he'll put in a Vincent Price spoken word break. in them. <laughs> Spider's delight on wicked evenings, <laughs> and it's it's really great. Uh, so to the topic at hand, yes, Philadelphia Experiment. Let's give you an overview of this thing. Up until 1943, the United States rationed the amount of cream cheese made available to the American people. Now they realized the war was not going to last forever, and their cream cheese stockpiles would have to be doled out to the people, and so they set about preparing. The, a metric. To invade Dole, the company, <laughs> how, so that they could actually dole things out. Oh, oh. How much cream cheese can an average human withstand without bending space-time? That's a two food puns for those of y'all keeping track. And also, burn your scorecards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be handing new ones out in the seventh. <laughs> That's right. No, the Philadelphia experiment was a secret U.S. naval military experiment supposedly Carried out on October 28th, 1943. August and October. At the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. The goal of the experiment was to make the destroyer escort USS Eldridge invisible. According to many stories of the incident, this was achieved. Yeah. And more. Yeah, there's uh, the, the first run of it made, again, according to... According to the way, way legend tales, I heard tell that the first time it achieved nominal invisibility, mm-hmm. but there was also sort of a greenish fog around it mm-hmm. with some notable side effects that did not daunt science or the Navy or the Navy. Uh, and then they followed it up in October with a second round of experiments because they were like, those first round was so titillating. <laughs> Tell me more, science. And the that second round, the October one, not only was invisibility achieved, mm-hmm. but the Eldridge was also teleported over 200 miles away 
to Newport News, Virginia, then back to Philadelphia, and also backward in time about 10 seconds. I Here's my question. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I just have one question. Okay. Fresh off. I mean, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time bullstoning about time travel. Uh-huh. I feel like we are experts. Okay. Wouldn't it have crashed onto itself? It's, it's tough to say right now because I, I had a question about it myself. It achieved teleportation for, I think, between four and ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe? Something like that? Yeah. It was. It, uh, I didn't see ever see a specific time amount, but it was like, no, the boat was in uh, uh, Virginia, or I'm sorry, Newport News, Virginia, long enough that the other, you know, the, the uh, merchant ship saw it, the first yeah. the first and like saw the crap out of it like it didn't seem like it like showed up and then disappeared like it was there for a while so yeah right. i think i think four to ten minutes is a good call on that so well let's save the question then yeah for, for towards the end put it in your pocket but i i like where your head's at uh thank you and now as as astonishing as all this may sound there's more yeah, that's right, there's more. But wait, there's more! <laughs> in 1943, no ship in the American fleet can stand to be undermanned or underpowered, and so even our experimental physics ships are fully manned with sailors. Each and every American vessel chalked to the brim with semen. Semen crawling all over the deck. Semen pouring out of every door. <laughs> out of every porthole. And when it's time for shore leave, semen oozing down the gangway. All right. All right. <laughs> we, we, for we've got to save the one or two last listeners that are still yeah. <laughs> haven't turned us off yet. All right. Uh, the crew aboard the Eldridge suffered some nasty side effects. Yeah. Some of them got nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. Really? Really badly. Others, however, not so... Yeah. They had... Uh, they had problems. <laughs> uh, mental breakdowns. Yep. Madness. Some of them um, reappeared with body parts fused into the ship's steel bulkheads. Yeah. They kind of, uh, they, 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 they partially merged with the ship. Mm-hmm. Some of them rematerialized inside out. Ugh. Or they just never reappeared. Yeah. Some of them um, were teleported within the ship itself they started out in one location they ended up in another to me that sounds like part of like the ship itself disappeared or teleported while the sailor was still uh physical and so they started to drop but then then they got then they got sucked through as well i don't know i don't know but it's think of it this way uh um true believers it's if nightcrawler did what he is always scared of doing and bamfs into a wall because he can't see what where he's going. Does he talk about that? Is that real? Yeah, that's a that's a, even in the uh, the movie too. Like, uh, remember when they're standing at Cerebro and he's like, "I, I'm just guessing we'll, we'll we'll be okay when we go through the wall, but I haven't seen it. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to teleport us like ten feet." Remember that? He's like, "No, I saw that movie because remember because he he bamfed out of the X Man jet." at the yeah, very end yeah. and that was that was heroic but i don't remember so he that like that's a thing where yeah. he was always afraid of like oh i can't i don't want to yeah he I, I think he always tried to uh, teleport to places he could either see or he knew you know because 
if he teleported some blindly, he could end up in a wall and then he's effed. Hmm. He would be fused into that. And he couldn't just rebamp out of it? No. His his arm or whatever, if his arm was in a wall, it's just, like, it's gone. Wow. Do you think he started with five fingers on each hand? <laughs> I would like to think that when he teleported and he got it wrong, yeah. it's just a finger. Yeah, he got lucky. Okay, I mean, that's why he like he would always be like to teleport, and he yeah. would just point. <laughs> he got the hang of not doing that. Yeah, he figured that out after a couple tries. Oh, that's interesting. I, anyway, I, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, you're like, well, it's not something you can ever test because mm-hmm. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So these guys got bamfed. They got bamfed yes. hard, hard, hard bamf. Heavy on the MF. Hard, uh, the the semen got hard bamfed. Yeah. And the apparently the screams of dying sailors were so haunting, the Navy shut down the experiment to avoid further catastrophes. So good on them. Yeah, because if there's one thing the Navy was approved, especially at that time, the uh, Armed Forces of the U.S. very tender-hearted. <laughs> they 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 really they really hated experimenting on enlisted soldiers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they did it as little as possible. And if anything, if they if they detected any discomfort. They shut everything down. Shut it down. Then they concentrated on making ships invisible to radar instead of right. just invisible. Yeah. I mean, and that's an important distinction. And actually, uh, we're going to come back around to that. That's going to be a, a thing that we mention. Yeah. Rather than just total invisibility, they were like, well, let's just dial it back a bit. <laughs> oh, well. So that is the story of the Philadelphia experiment. Now, here's where we come in and say there are a bunch of stories yeah. about it. Yeah. That, those are kind of the your, your highlights. Yeah. If you, if you took the average of all the stories, those were the, the details that remain consistent the most. Yeah. All right, Flora. Well, so uh, what other areas did this get into? Let's go through, let's go through a timeline oh. of events. Is it linear or is it a flat circle? Linear. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, this, although it's supposed linear, <laughs> this is, this is the alleged timeline. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. We start in fort- 1493. Yep. Uh, there's Columbus and he's a son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> so we start in 1943, uh, testing began in July, as we said, to experiment with military applications uh, to Einstein's unified field theory. That in, for the purposes of this story, he secretly completed. Now, unified field theory is extraordinarily important because uh, there were then, and there exists now, an extraordinarily large divide in our understanding of the physical world. Right. Especially uh, the fundamental forces. Mm-hmm. So you've got, on one hand, uh, Newtonian physics, which work. They are experimentally proven, and they work great. But what Einstein started to find out is that as you approach the speed of light, as things get extraordinarily small, at the, at the extreme reaches of our physical world, Newtonian physics cease to describe what happens experimentally. They know those they rules. Disintegrate. Yeah, right those rules stop working. And so, and Einstein worked on this, lots of scientists did, and you come up with the field of quantum mechanics. And Einstein himself, which quantum mechanics, largely ruled by probability. I talked about in um, uh, our Bullstone episode that probability cloud that uh, electrons mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And Einstein hated this. 
Oh, sure. His, his famous quote is that God doesn't play dice. <laughs> um, he, he was like, no, there's, it's gotta be better than that. And so, but the, the problem is this is quantum mechanics does an extraordinarily great job of describing and predicting what happens in these high energy, small, super small scale interactions, these, these particle on particle interactions. And it, and it, it does a great job. It mm-hmm. works. Um, where Newtonian physics doesn't apply and on the, but on the macro scale, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Newtonian physics rules. And so which one's right? Mm. That's a, that's a hard problem. And because they're both describing physical processes, the belief is, and still is that there has to be a unified theory that, that covers all of these things. And, and Einstein leaned more towards, that's why he calls it the unified field theory. He believed in gravity as a, a field effect, um, whereas opposed to the, the quantum mechanical approach is that gravity, there is a particle that carries mm-hmm. the gravimetric force. Right. Um, and so these two kind of butt heads. And so there is, and that's what super string theory is believed to be our best possible approach to a unified field theory. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that, this is a problem no one's solved yet that still exists. For the purposes of this story, to come back to the beginning, they say Einstein did complete. He this. completed. Yeah, he just he, didn't tell everybody because he didn't think that people could handle yeah, it. Exactly. He 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 saw what they did with his work already. Hated it. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> um, did not like the the way that that was going, and so he confided in Bertrand Russell uh, and Another said, phys- "Yeah, uh, I think uh, English physics wasn't it." Yeah. Hey, I actually solved the unified field theory. But I am not telling anyone. I burned the papers because no one's ready for it, uh, and it's just going to be a giant mess. And Bertrand's like two snaps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so despite the fact that he never wanted to publish this or let anyone else know, he did agree to work with the Navy. And this experiment is a direct result of his knowledge of the unified field theory, and they believed that you could bend light uh mm-hmm. you could create an extreme electrical field mm-hmm. that would be powerful enough to bend light to move completely around it thus rendering anything within that field invisible right um and much like uh the movie the prestige <laughs> whoops a daisy it's a teleporter <laughs> not a duplicator so so sorry, fifteen drowned Hugh Jackmans, but um, yeah, but very similar to it. And and to try and put it s- simpler uh, for you, it, this oh what was that was that not simple enough? I'm, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to even go further, just for my brain. This theory tries to seek. He tries to seek relations in unrelatable things. So, um, for an ex- example, magnetism and. Uh, electromagnetic forces. If you put enough electricity through something, it changes the mag the magnetism of it. Because people for a long time thought that electricity or electromagnetism was completely separate and didn't have anything to do with something like just just plain old polarity magnetism. Right, and that's and that's been brought into the fold, and even at this time had been um, in into a, a, a unified theory. Right. What, what's, so they thought that it could apply to everything what, in that case. Right. And what, what stays conspicuously absent, the one, the one area of science that won't join the party is gravity. Yeah. Because that's the thing that links 
um, mass interactions with energy. Hey, gravity, come on <laughs> over. We're having a party. Go play no. Sett- Settlers of Catan. No. Come on, gravity. God, why you be- got to be so heavy about it? Nobody gets me. This is heavy, fussy gravity. Uh, and so, yeah, and gravity is an important part of it because it is an interaction with mass and, and, when, and it's, it's the last thing that, to bring it all together. Yeah. And so that's, that, that's like the, the big love. So. That's the Lottie freaking uh, big-ass deal goal of it all. Hey, everybody, I'm gravity. <laughs> gravity grew up and got drunk. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I was like, I was always an outsider my whole life. And they didn't invite me to the pies, and I was like, well, "You guys go to hell. You don't get me." Uh, these experiments, then, uh, at the time, 1943, so we, they were run by Dr. Franklin Reno, the Franklin. biggest little scientist in the program. In some uh, stories, Dr. Franklin Reinhardt, and there was apparently uh, success. Uh, as the Eldridge became almost completely invisible, uh, replaced by this greenish fog in July that we talked about. Yep. October 28th, that's when we- I heard it was in August. Huh. It's weird that like two got, facts on this this clearly documented story don't line up. I don't know, man. Wow. Maybe check your sources. Yeah. I get July and August mixed up. In the uh, October, the October 28th date we we told you about, that's, that's <laughs> the story of how that went down. So then we get to 1955. Yep. And as we said, uh, Navy shut down the whole thing. Didn't want to continue because it, you know. It was cut, too awesome. Cut dudes in half. Some guy was like, next thing you know, they'll be dancing to rock and or roll. Shut it down. In 1955, the book, The Case for the UFO, is published. Written by Morris K. Jessup, who was an Indiana man with a master's in astronomy who worked selling auto parts. Uh, shortly after he published that, he received a letter from a Carlos Allende informing him of the Philadelphia experiment. My darling Morris, it has been too long since I have written to you, but your book, she lights a fire within me. A fire from the skies. What the hell? <laughs> Who is this guy? What is he talking about? Me amo es Carlos. Oh, it's like he could hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because I am in your dreams. Allende claimed to be a crewman aboard the merchant ship SS Andrew Furiseth, which was docked in the Newport News Harbor when the, quote, experimental ship booped right into existence of destroyer type, end quote, appeared. Mm. Hmm. That'll come back. Uh, Jessup was intrigued and responded, asking for evidence from mm, Senor Allende. Hey, uh, hey, papi. Hey. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> a few months later, he got a reply. This time, though, it was from <laughs> Carl Allen. Hello there, Morris. Uh, Carl Allen here. Mm, listen, I just want to get back to you on some of the details of this crazy, uh, this crazy uh, sea plan. You know, they got these these boats going on out here. Just wanted you to let you know, uh, my heart is yours forever, and uh, I dream of the day that our eyes meet on a dance floor and we can uh, spin in a sea of love that is our own. What? Who is this Carl Allen, and why does he sound like Carlos? <laughs> I don't understand. No, 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 no. The name's Carl. And I am uh, a... It's like he can hear me! 
<laughs> I am in your heart, <laughs> my friend. Um, uh, Carl Allen said he might know more and be able to tell more if he was shot up with truth serum and hypnotized. <laughs> I might be able to help you if you just get me real f***ed up, buddy. <laughs> um, so that's at that point, Jessup's like, okay, yeah, crazy. Ding, 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 bullshit meter. Got a nut job. Good night. Uh, 1957, two years later, the Office of Naval Research. You might know it as the ONR. <laughs> Those wacky researchers from the Navy. They're always coming up with crazy schemes. Contacted Jessup to chasing look at, girls, uh, having fun in dune buggies. The ONR. Oh, they know how to hanging party. out at the Shannon House. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who wants to who wants to share this egg cream with me? <laughs> oh, that's a tasty drink. Nah. Uh they they contacted Jessup to look at a copy of his book that they received the copy was annotated with three different colors of ink on the pages and the package that they received was marked happy easter resurrection jesus rosicrucians <laughs> oh my god that's my new favorite game uh, in, knights in, templar in illuminati in, <laughs> in the book they Rothschilds, they talked Gettys. about yes <laughs> okay in the book, they, they talked about Jessup's writing uh, and hinted at the Philadelphia experiment. So Jessup came and looked at this thing, and he apparently immediately recognized Allende's handwriting. As only one of the three. As one of the three, but maybe all of the three. Yeah, because I think it wasn't, wasn't the style of the writing. It was just the color of ink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because all of them basically followed the same kind of weird like capitalization yeah randomized and, uh syntax things like that so uh this version of jessup's book was reproduced by the vero manufacturing company in texas and is known as the vero edition vero and manufacturing reproducing lunatic manuscripts since 1916 if a crazy man sends it to the government vero's got it <laughs> vero manufacturing vero's got it <laughs> The veritable Vero's curse of information. Uh, something, something, Vero, curse veins. I will. I, I found this. Yeah, I, I looked it up too. And uh, I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you would like to see it in yeah. PDF form. Now, the interesting thing about this, so um, again, assuming three separate people all using this book to converse. They had names too. Yeah, there is. <laughs> they had names. <laughs> Can you hear the quotes on that, everybody? The air quotes flapping around like eagles. Um, air quotes, eagle sound. Um, so that's yeah, their names are uh, Person A, Person B, and Jimmy. 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 Old Jimmy. J-E-M-I. Jimmy. And now here's the difficulty is that they... Um, they they don't know if Jam if Jemmy is the proper name of the third person, or a simple term of in, uh, uh, of 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 acknowledgement like like bro. They don't know if it was <laughs> actually referring to that person or just a title or something like that. And oh look here, Jemmy! Oh Jemmy! Oh, you're doing you're, it wrong, Jemmy! You're my Jemmy guy. I'm not. You've sure. got to look at the unified field theory, Jemmy. 
You're, you're my guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your pal, guy. I'm not your, I'm not your guy, Jimmy. Friend. I'm not your Jimmy friend. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of an old Danger Mouse cartoon. Oh, it was a great was, one. Uh, with Penfold. With Penfold. I think there was there was a, a, a big character, a big dude in, in there in one episode, and he was like, oh, no, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of do that, Jimmy. So I think that, <laughs> so there was like this question of that. And then there was a discussion of whether or not two of them were twins thus. Oh. And I think, um, at that point, uh, Jemmy being kind of a colloquialization of Gemini. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, let's just keep go selling. Right. A rabbit I'll, hole to I'll nowhere. Keep digging in my wallet. Yeah. We'll see. I'm going to need some more of that truth serum. <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, hypnotize me, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't want to remember I, what I remember. I didn't want to live, Jimmy. Jimmy, speak to me soothing. <laughs> Give me another needle, then tell me a story and I'll tell you everything I know. Uh, the ONR tracked the return address on this package to inside your own house. Ah, me, but it me, was too late. Me. You're all babysitters. <laughs> Uh, they tracked it to an abandoned farmhouse, uh, and that's all that Arizona. Uh, 1958, Jessup had a non-selling follow-up to the case for the UFO. Um, case closed. UFOs. Bullshit. And uh, wasn't a good year for Jessup. Um, later on, his wife left him. Uh, he was just des- a kid. He was described as depressed and unstable, and. Um, Living in Miami, he was involved in a serious car accident. Yep. And uh, was apparently slow to recover from that. But fought, that's the thing. Fought back from that. Fought back from it. Then in 1959, Jessup found in his car dead of apparent suicide from carbon monoxide poisoning. Ooh. Hmm. I think I, I even heard that uh, Jessup was about to meet someone to to talk about the Philadelphia experiment, maybe release some more information on it uh, just before his untimely death. But, yeah. Hmm. 1967, the ufologist Jacques Vallée Hello. Said, said he received letters from, you guessed it, Carlos Allende. After the release of one of his mass market books on UFOs. Bonjour, Carlos. Hola, papi. <laughs> I fear, as to our whole lives, we have waited for this perfect moment. Si, mi amigo. Et si. Si. Away, mon ami. Oui. Si. Oui. Si. Oui. Allende apparently offered to sell him info on the Philadelphia experiment for the righteous sum of $6,000. American. And some truth serum. (laughs) And some truth serum. You're going to have to hypnotize my wallet. (laughs) Sorry, little joke there. (laughs) 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 Um, So that happened. Jacques said nine... Um, <laughs> no, jamais, no. Which means no in French. Well, it means no, never. Oh. Which I told you are not supposed to say. <laughs> he say jamais, 
dit jamais. <laughs> we'll say. That's just from Mark Soloff, who appreciates our multilingualism. <laughs> no, les yeux, no. <laughs> Fromage, a moving on. <laughs> Uh, let's see. In 1969, the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, or AFRO, <laughs> uh, I think they prefer APRO, but I'm calling them AFRO. Yeah, I like that way more. Uh, claimed Allende had come to their Tucson, Arizona office. Talking jive bullshit. Talking <laughs> just like a turkey. <laughs> uh, with a terminal illness and confessed that the Philadelphia experiment was a hoax. They even got a signed statement from him. Whoa. Redacted. Turns out, Allende was not ill and later recanted the confession. Recanted. Uh, At that point, does his confession or the thing he's confessing or the redaction of the truth of the thing he confessed even matter? No, guys, I, I said I was dying, but I wasn't. That was wrong, and it wasn't the truth, and I'm sorry. But now I'm telling the truth, and um, uh, all those other things I said are still true. My apologies. Yep. That's how this guy's working. I end day out. <laughs> By the way, not dying. So in the late 70s, there were a couple books written on the subject. Final <laughs> Books. Who's the motherfucker in the late seventies reading books about UFOs? Damn right. Who's the cat that recants all of everything he says whenever danger's all about? And we can dig it. I heard that cat Allende is one bad mother. Recant your mouth. <laughs> but I'm talking about UFOs. <laughs> we can dig it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so <laughs> No, no, no. It's a seven-minute song for her. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. So these books were written in the 70s, and uh, ufologist Gray Barker uh, taped an interview with Carl Allen, or Carl Allende, <laughs> who apparently talked about the encounter again, this time naming the ship the DE-173 and saying he was 53 and was on death's door again. Oh, no. Spoiler alert, he wasn't. Researchers tracked the DE-173 to its name, the Eldridge, the USS Eldridge. So that apparently was when we first got wind of the name of the ship involved. Mm-hmm. Up until then, it was just a mystery ship. Was it a crystal ship? No. Before you slip into unconsciousness. Went back and listened to that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I have heard this <laughs> Yeah, see? My bad. I'd like another truth serum and some more <laughs> hypnotism. $6,000. <laughs> you should probably do it because I'm about to die. No, wait. I'm healthy. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so uh, that brings us to 1984, where this story turned into a motion picture. Using Cinescope or panel vision? 
the same. Wow, a moving picture in live, living, glorious color. You may have uh, heard of this. I've seen it. I haven't. You haven't? No. It is pretty silly. Oh. What about it's, the- it's a, it's a, I'll tell you this, not a good movie, but a good B movie. Oh, that's legit. It kind of starts with the story of the Philadelphia experiment and then takes some liberties from there. The uh, uh, two sailors are actually teleported through time to 1984, where they have to figure out how to get back, basically. Does it work? Mm. Are they just running around slapping women on the ass? Basically, and- they run into a woman who decides to help them. Mm-hmm. And I forget what they're, I don't know if they're running from the, the officials, you know, the, the man, because they're like. Well, they're running from Reagan. And, and, and Reagan. Well, that's it. I <laughs> saw you two materialize in, in front of my eyes. Uh, the Star Wars program <laughs> yeah, is not in effect He's yet, like so. the, the creepiest creeper toucher <laughs> in the world. Let me, let me see uh, how oh. firm those naval buttocks are. Oh, oh. Wait, come no, back. No, no more. Come back here. Come back here, you two. <laughs> well? Allende. Allende. That's Spanish for stop. <laughs> um, yeah, and they made a sequel of it and everything wasn't wasn't quite as good. Kind of weird. I don't know. But um, I th- it might be on Netflix streaming if you- Ooh, uh, I'll track it down. If you want to go that route. Brief. There's also one that's- Sort of. I'll, let me halt your brief uh, tangent. Okay, because it's a tangent. But I think there is another movie that may be based on this as well, called The Final Countdown. Uh, although I could be mistaken. Okay. Uh, I won't go to the penalty box for this because yeah. I'm not sure. But I feel like I saw that it was it was the same thing, and and I can't remember. Maybe I'm already. Maybe that's what I was talking about. So. It gets brought up in weird spots. I mean, I you know, like uh, I was looking just a uh, the Wikipedia entry, and it has like you know references, and it, it comes up in a lot of things. Yeah, it's one of those classic American mystery things. Here's my aside <clears throat> while we're speaking about Netflix, which we'd already stopped, but ye- I just blather. Yeah, this is how it goes. I blather and blather, Sky. <laughs> Blabber and Blatherskite. Way to go, Gizmo Duck. I was hungover on Saturday, which is awesome. <laughs> um, I was I was rocking some karaoke at a uh, Korean karaoke place here in beautiful Chicago. And the next morning, I was extraordinarily hungover. And so it was just a day with me and a headache and my friend and Netflix. My friend. My friend. My friend. Netflix. No, I had a friend and Netflix. <laughs> I have both those things. I am rich. So we're flipping through and we settle on a movie that I put in my, my queue by name alone and have always been afraid to watch. And I finally did. And the movie was called Zombie Ass Toilet of the Dead. Now, my friend, I was like, should we watch this? And she was like, Oh, yeah, we're absolutely going to watch this. We're going to watch the whole fucking thing. And it is terrible and weird. And there's a lot of like fart shaming, apparently, in Japanese culture or just in this movie. That's the thing we kept trying to decide if this was a, is it, these cultural things or just whoever wrote it is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, free. Little from column A, little from Yeah, column B. it's on Netflix. Zombie ass, Toilet of the Dead. Uh, don't, you won't thank me. For telling you about that like it's best as a story if you watch it you'll you'll regret it 
You'll be ashamed to fart. Yeah. And then, like, people in the movie killed themselves because they farted. Yeah. Fart shame. Good good for them. <laughs> they uh, did the right thing. They maintained their honor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying there are some particularly really delicious, weird choices you can make. I'm, I'm, uh, when I get a chance. I rated it five stars. <laughs> I'm close. I'm, I'm close because I've seen it so many times to watching Cockneys versus Zombies. We almost watched that. We came so close, but because we had already seen zombie ass, yeah. we decided that was too many zombie movies, and instead we watched a documentary from National Geographic about Russians, Russia's worst prisons. Wow. Yeah. The gulags? Yeah, it was really, it was really interesting. You know, the, one of their toughest prisons. I like how you replaced the word scary with interesting yeah. in that sentence. Uh, <laughs> one of their toughest prisons is called the Black Dolphin. And it has a little statue of a black dolphin in front of it. Wow. This black dolphin is making no sense. We send you to a place already f- with nine. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. He's terrifying. He's underwater. He's on top of land. He's breathe air. He's eat fish. He's not. No. He's <laughs> <laughs> black dolphin. He's <laughs> dolphin from hell. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know why I... I had to tell everybody what I do on a Saturday, but there you go. Zombie ass toilet of the dead. (laughs) One more date for you. 1990. This is when a fellow by the name of Al Bielek comes on the scene. Al Baster. Uh, After seeing the movie, the movie that was in 1984, he claimed his repressed memories (laughs) started recovering. He apparently had been an officer on the Eldridge named Edward Cameron in 1943 and was teleported to the 80s, found officials that were involved in the whole Philadelphia experiment who teleported him back to 1943 and age-reversed him to a one-year-old with a complete new identity, Al Bielek. And so... What? Growing up in America, in Reagan's America, he sees this movie and all of a sudden his memory just sparks to life to where he remembers he was this whole other man who was an officer on the Eldridge who got sent forward in time and then got sent back with a new identity and as an infant. Yeah, let's... let's Let's ignore the age reversal, shall we? Let's just let's just pay no attention to the oh, and by the way, they thought they'd really break it off in me by making me a baby. A baby. Yeah, that happened. So Jesus, baby with sweet ass navy tattoos. Nobody thought you know about what? that. Everyone in the navy had tattoos yep. then. And and they had the the ability to teleport and to age reverse, couldn't remove a fucking anchor no, from somebody's no. arm. Because it was a can of so, spinach still there. So much more expedient to the preservation of the timeline. No, make him into a baby and send him back. Don't just kill him. No, that's not how we do business here in the Navy. Give him a chance like Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, that ends the timeline so far. Uh, so far. For, for, you know, fun stuff that's come up. Um, shall we talk? Uh, please a bit about uh, some of the facts involved in this. How about 
just any fact, just if we can find one. Uh, let's start with the Eldridge itself. Yeah. That is the uh, that is the USS Eldridge. It was a cannon-class destroyer escort, not a destroyer, as right. it's often listed to D-173. see. D-173. Yeah, it was a destroyer escort. Had some guns. Knew how to, knew how to take care of itself. It's got guns. Knows, knows how to I use mean, it. Was, it was a tough enough teleport. boat that Cher would have filmed a video on its deck. In uh, a fishnet bodysuit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Do you believe in teleportation? Dude. But that song was If I Could Turn Back Time. <gasps> oh. If I could turn back time. Home. If I could find a way. So maybe maybe Cher is from the future and they age-reversed her. I believe it. And now she's like, please age-reverse me again. Sonny Bono was in on it. Yeah. And they... Sonny Bono made up name. <laughs> <laughs> they offed him on that ski trip. Yeah. Sonny Bono... <laughs> I think, I mean, there's that that line in I Got You, Babe, and it's like, I've got you to hold my hand. I've got you to electrodynamically transport me through time and also age reverse me, which never made sense to me until now. And it, it still doesn't make sense to me. Hey. Sorry. I got you, Dave. Oh, are you from the future? <laughs> I'm the one that's from the future. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wait, there was also uh, What? There was also gypsies, tramps, and time travelers. I hear from the people of the time. Future. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, not all the navy come around. (laughs) (laughs) Transport me to Newport Town. (laughs) (laughs) This is like one of our most musical episodes. Yeah. Well, we celebrate her entire catalog. <laughs> Next week, Shakira. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. All I can think of was, <laughs> who's that lady from the 70s? Go, Gucci, Gucci, goo. <laughs> That's what I think of Shakira. She's like the new. Oh, no. What was that lady's name? She's on the um, love boat all the time. Yeah. Uh, Charo. Charo. Charo, that was it. People think that the Kardashians were the first people to be famous for no apparent reason. Not true. Charo. <laughs> Uh, Paris Hilton came before the Kardashians. Oh, well. Just have to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, where were we? Uh, the Eldridge, not commissioned until August 27th, 1943. Uh, and in October, the exper- the supposed experiment would have been when it was on shakedown cruise in the Bahamas. Yeah. it At no point was it ever where it was supposed to be for the experiments. Yeah. Apparently, according to naval ship logs... It was never in, uh, it never made port in Philly. Yeah. I don't know if that's 100% true or not. No one, and but. according to its ship logs and, and members of the crew, in uh, the 90s, the crew got together for a reunion, and that, that was their, their biggest thing. They're like, man, if there's one thing I'm just, just sick to damn death of, <laughs> it's people thinking that we were, yeah, this Philadelphia thing. They're like, we, we never, we never went to, to Philadelphia, that we never got there. Yeah. Um, there was also a, a statement by a man who claimed to um, have served on the Eldridge named Edward Dudgeon. Edward Dougie Dudgeon. And he, he claimed that uh, people also make a big deal about the journey uh, between Philly and, and Newport News. Like, Oh, yeah, that it was some, oh, this mystical thing. Yeah, and, and that normally it would take a ship 
two days to get there because they had to go all the way around Jersey, basically, and, yeah. and get up there. Uh, but the Navy has a secret, <laughs> secret or not, but they have a canal mm-hmm. that connects it straight, straight through uh, the Chesapeake-Delaware Canal. And they can just go right straight up through there and avoid all that, you know, nonsense. Yeah. At this time, remember, I think it's Operation Drumbeat Mm -hmm. was happening. That was the that was the German U boat operation that was uh, just torpedoing the out of everything. Yeah. uh, Right off the American Eastern Seaboard, and so for very important, uh, and this was for military traffic only. Commercial vessels didn't have access to it. That um, military boats and important boats could take these internal canals that were completely protected mm-hmm. and not only was it faster, but no one would see the boat between point A and point B. Right. And it would take them six hours. Yeah. You could, a boat could make it again. No one's saying like the, the entire crew in the ship's log say we were never in Philly right. in the first place, but say they were a boat could make it from Philly to Newport and back in the same day. Right. So that would just 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 throwing that out there. That's a little bit about the Eldridge itself. Uh, how about the invisibility aspect? This was cool. Yeah, it's theorized that people around the shipyard, uh, serving nearby, maybe the merchant ships, maybe at the bars, heard talk of ships trying to become invisible. Yeah. Uh, but what it probably actually yeah. meant, and that, and the reason they heard that is because it's true. It's true asterisk (laughs) well it's true in that the ships did not want to attract the mines the many mines that were uh in the water yeah magnetically detonated uh sea mines and so what they were doing is um they would the process is called degaussing yeah where you would uh be able to offset the magnetic signature of a boat this giant piece of steel by wrapping it in electrical cabling and modu- juicing it up, yeah, juicing it up, thus canceling out its magnetic field, right? And that is the thing. Uh, and there is, and they could just slip through the minefields that way, exactly. Because the the belief is this: it's not that it. The belief is that the magnetic mines attach to the side of the ship. While there are some mines that do that, this is that's not what they were trying to do. Mm-mm. There are mines that were triggered by the magnetic field of a large ship moving by it. Yeah. And that's what this degaussing did. And you can even, you know, many ships use this. They built it into some ships. It's pretty smart. Yeah. And it's so when you're, when you're testing this technology, you're putting gigantic generators on the decks of ships. You're running cables everywhere. Mm-hmm. It looks sciency. It looks <laughs> inscrutable. And you, it's easy to be like, oh, what's going on? Well, I heard they're trying to make it invisible. Cause right. some guy said, well, we'll be invisible to mines. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so that's, that's the, the fact behind that fiction how about our good friend carlos allende allende corazón you are a chismoso you are a chingate pachuco Uh, which are words for liar if anybody was wondering that's some spanish for you chismoso is a liar also menteroso is a liar our friend Carlos, a.k.a. Carl Allen, probably just off his rocker. Yeah, probably <laughs> just a little thing we like to call bleh. His family was tracked down, apparently, 
by some researchers and uh, tagged they, and followed, monitored for months, <laughs> injected with MK Ultra. Right. Um, they claimed he was a quote master leg puller. End quote. Jesus. <laughs> Very good chance that he just completely fabricated every single thing about this story. Which, you know, and that's, that's, that's a hard thing. Cause this is a cool story. This is a cool story with a glass jaw. Does not take much to knock this out. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of kind of the Slenderman of its day. Yeah. It's just kind of like an urban legend that, that grows and, and then boom. Yeah. It's I all mean, over the place. Yeah. You've got, I mean, you've got a bunch of people on, you know, working in the, in the shipyards, world war two. I mean, you just work all day. So people are going to talk, they're going to swap stories and, yeah. and things kind of get further and further. And it's a cool idea. Like, Oh my God, the sins of science. We, we teleported a boat and it scared us so much. We stopped. Yeah. And I mean, which, I mean, you can extrapolate that straight up. Yeah. I mean, really, if, if, if the, the requirement for teleporting a warship <laughs> was that every member of the crew become permanently fused with the hull and you would hear their screams echo for eternity, <laughs> we would still do it every minute of every day. We would be teleporting warships everywhere, sometimes just because it's fun to do. Like there, there's nothing we would, st- if we could teleport a goddamn warship, there is no cost of life. We would not be able to <laughs> rationalize to achieve that. I like how you keep saying we, <laughs> yeah, cause I'm on that side. Get them boats moving. How about the old unified field theory? We've, we've talked about this. It doesn't really exist yet. No, it does not. Now they were saying, you know, for this to have worked, Einstein would have had to do it, do it in secrecy, yada, yada. There's also a, a connection with our friend, Mr. Tesla. Yeah. Uh, the Prestige. fact that uh, Tesla died in January of forty three. Yep, which is uh, you know, his, when, his, when we, his glowing electrified skull was then harvested and used to power the ship. We uh, we we talked about how it was said that the FBI maybe came in and ransacked his uh, apartment. Yeah, before his you know any any contacts or the family could get there. Dearth ray plans. There's the thought that they grabbed this technology that he was working on and immediately started working on it and put it into production by July. And then they all vamoosed. And then since they didn't know what they were doing, they stopped. <laughs> um, so there's a Tesla connection for you. Now, supporters of, of the Philadelphia experiment, people who believe the Philadelphia experiment happened, will argue that all of the facts come with a... Uh, quotes of their own because it's very easy for the government to cover all of this up, especially since it's military. They just rewrite it however they see fit or, you know, redact everything. Yep. Black it out. Uh, that is the main sticking point. Now, they'll, they'll, people who support it will, will pull out the, the fact that um, Jessup committed suicide or did he? Yeah, this you know. the shaky dead guy in a car. Then there's the whole Carlos Allende slash Carl Allen, and there was months in between that they say he, uh, the government may have been intercepting letters that were sent by Allende, and then Allen was uh, a disinformant who was put in place after Allende was found out. And so Allen was... Hola, mi amigo, it's me, your good... Uh 
Good buddy Carlos Allende. Hello, fellow children. Gosh, it's good to hear from you. Not only not only Allende, but other people throughout uh, the the timeline here were actually disinformants that the government put in place to make it seem incredible and crazy. I I I, I mean I, I including Al Bielik and and I and I can, you know what it's not hard to falsify the records for a boat if you're doing cl- uh, classified research you just you, you fill out a, I mean this was these are these are notebooks you just fill out one out and yeah. say yep here's the ship's log not hard to fake sure but also completely unnecessary the it's as simple as saying we aren't teleporting things now that's my point so I mean that's I mean. The fact that we are not teleporting things right now is proof that we did not figure out how to teleport things in the 40s. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, honestly, like, it doesn't have to be any more complex than that. The fact that we are- To which they would argue, yeah, but it's, a, it, it's only because you don't see them teleport stuff. And they don't tell you they teleport stuff. But we're still building these huge, expensive uh, transport systems constantly. We have aircraft yeah. carriers. Yeah, we do. To, nope. to make it seem like oh my god that's using yeah that's ridiculous that's like saying well listen we've got uh we've got this this bundle of hundred dollar people bills. need to be suppressed we can't let anybody know we've got this bundle of hundred dollar bills so i'm going to spend four trillion dollars and then they'll never know that we've got this bundle of hundred dollar bills it doesn't make sense like like why would you if creating uh, the entire infrastructure of the armed forces, the, the spending on it just to hide the fact that we can teleport. It defeats the purpose. Why have a military at that point? If you maybe can, that plane doesn't cost 14 billion and the, then the teleporting does mm-hmm. maybe the plane costs like, I don't know, 37 50 or something. <laughs> oh man. No, it's, there's it's the price of a milkshake. I mean, I can tell you, here's another thing. If we figured out teleportation, we wouldn't have the military we have right now because we would run the planet. <laughs> we don't. No. Bum, bum, bum. We don't. Just ask my good homeboy. No, we don't. They do. Yeah. Ask ask Vladimir if if the U.S. runs the planet because he's he's running a train on us, dude. <laughs> this this is the thing. This is how this is how people uh, argue that are are staunch supporters of. Philadelphia experiment. Well, of, of any, you know, and conspiracy, you know, like, yeah, like no matter what you say, like, oh, well, that's what, oh, if you believe that's because you were led to believe that and you're weak minded, that's, it's a, it's a, a, a logical fallacy. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Throwing it out there. Um, Nazi connection. Have you oh. heard of the Nazi connection in there? It was the, the bill. Yeah. That they were, they were working on a similar project. Mm-hmm. I just remember the guys like rank and it was like, O, 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 Ober Obergruppenfuhrer. Yeah, Obergruppenfuhrer. It was yeah. really great. Kamler, I think, was was the name. Sure. Hans Kamler. Hans Kamler. But Kim, they, Kimmy they, Zimler. They were they were working on the 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 bell, the little bell that that was gonna either time travel or teleport or something. But that's that's worthy of its own. Oh yeah. Episode. We may have even touched on it in in the first time we had old Ken Hyde on. Right, and I'll, I'll tell you again. Clearly, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. No, 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 man. They threw the war. They <laughs> threw it. They're just waiting, right? Hitler now. killed himself so that no one would ever have to know that they won. <laughs> anyway, that uh, friends and lovers, we are lovers. Make is no the Philadelphia experiment? Woo! 
in a, a a vanishing <laughs> fused yeah with a with a peanut nutshell yeah there that the peanut is fused into the bulkhead of the nutshell <laughs> man uh, well i guess the best thing we can do is strap a bunch of generators and try to degauze this pun rocket i don't know if we're going to get through this minefield yeah Oh, shit, the puns are now upon us. Oh, They're no! teleported. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the magazine. Sucker. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's where Nixon was stationed. Well, oh, all God. the presidents. Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's. You know, he had years before that was his problem. Uh, all right, Flora, you go, I go, you go, I go. How do you like that? What do you think? Uh, you go. All right, all right. It turned out that on a, a night, in the summer of 1943, August, July, in the summer of 43, um, there was an experiment with a boat. People forgot the name of the boat. Things got clouded, and it turns out that um, what they were you what they were attempting to do is contact very very old entities. People hearing the chants. A green mist rose up. It enshrouded the boat. People misunderstood what was being said as they were chanting to the Eldridge gods. <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's that's a fun little. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, it's funny because I've got a spooky ship uh, that was able to disappear and cause harm around Halloween. Oh, yeah? Was the USS Old Witch. <laughs> uh you know the uh, the Philadelphia experiment wasn't the only uh media It wasn't? No, that was that was a part of this entire thing. As a matter of fact, um there was a, a TV show about was a, it? a small town uh where a uh, a very well-informed uh government whistleblower was put in charge of the town, kind of as the law because people could trust him. Who? The it was the uh Iende Griffith show. <laughs> <laughs> Government conspiracy. <laughs> uh, where's DARPA? <laughs> where's the Eldritch? I defunded it. <laughs> now I'm going to. De- oh, uh, what? <laughs> no. De- <laughs> defund you. <laughs> awesome. All right. I've got uh, a project in the 40s where the Navy tried to make perverts disappear. Didn't work. It was the pedophiliadelphia experiment. (laughs) That's really great. (laughs) Flora wins. (laughs) Flora wins. Oh, and now it's time for you to win. (laughs) All right, Flora. I've got a team of experts on the East Coast that have been attaching important scientific equipment using... Unified field theory, which has never been released to the public and has been denied the existence of. And they've been wrapping cabling and attaching generators to many, many bags of listener mail. The point is we're going to try to make that listener mail completely invisible. Engage power in three, two, one. The listener mail, it has been teleported here. Kill me. <laughs> God. 
Uh, best yep. supporting actor Oscar goes <laughs> to. <laughs> That's right. It was really great. Well, sometimes, sometimes to get the listener mail here on time, you got to fuse a few sailors to a ship. <laughs> uh, I'll start. Uh, I've got uh, I've got an email right in my hand here from Crary. Quite contrary. Hi, Crary. I'm sorry, sure, Crary's sick to f-ing death of that. I'm <laughs> sorry to be just like everybody else. Uh, good to hear from you again. Uh, yeah, yeah. He enjoyed our uh, Pharaoh's Curse and, and Akhenaten episodes. Uh, apparently studied ancient history back in the day and uh, uh, likes likes what we're doing. He's nice. digging our garden. I so. like what he's doing. Says he, he has introduced a new person to the blurry photos fold, or as he calls it, the, bl- the blurry photold. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Maria. She happens to be his girlfriend, and she is... Dramatic moose sound. Canadian. Score, Crary. You don't ever let go of that. <laughs> uh, thank that's you, a, that's Crary. A that's a poutine train with biscuit wheels. You don't right. ever. <laughs> that's that's all we can ask for. That's Just right. Spreading the love and and glad you're you're still with us. Um, and thanks thanks for the entry into what the hell should we call our listeners? Yeah, raffle. <laughs> we've got a lot of good a uh, lot of good suggestions. We've, we've been getting some in. Um, one I like that, the, the cult Davidians. Yeah, that was yeah, a good one. Davidians is in there, and um, I thought of one. I, I wanted to run past you. What about uh, the no? Uh, so <laughs> moving on. Uh, <sighs> well. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to hear it? Seriously? You don't no, want, you're going to do this, no, dude? No, you're going to play this game? No, you don't do this. Now you're doing it. You're making... I thought about blurry photo bombers. Oh, that's pretty long. Also... Well, just call them photo bombers. Or just bombers. Or just what, bombers. What if, what if there's just one of them? And then then bomber. You're, you're a bomber. You're a bomberman. Just, but, but unibombers? Way to, way to yeah. take something so sweet and precious and innocent and just I, get your taint all over it. <laughs> I got my rub taint. your taint. I did. I got my taint right up on it. it. All right. Anyway, I'm throwing that out there. Photo bombers. Tell me how you like it. What do you got? Oh, man. I have got a delicious missive from Achillean Timon, a.k.a. Timon, which I think is so funny to say sometimes and is not a mistake on my part. It was entirely deliberate. <laughs> I don't feel I should even have to say sorry about that. <laughs> I use a similar tack when I have to go around all the neighborhoods whenever I move to explain them like, <laughs> oh, it's really nice to meet you. I mean, it's not like I'm a registered sex offender or anything like that. I mean, that would be crazy. Crazy. You know what? What? Achillean Timon, also Canadian. I know. We are rolling on the train. I know. Toot toot. Canada. A quick technical question for you. Uh, why is there not a prefabricated drop down option just for adoring fan mail? I mean, I know why, because it's when we made the website two years ago and we started, we're like, eh, it's a little presumptuous. <laughs> well, Tell us that you love us. Well, because uh, um, called Blurry Photos is a classic. Mm-hmm. Blurry Photos is one thing in all the fart jokes and, and the, <laughs> the, the balls. We, we, we remain a classic podcast. We and, have a certain we will not, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> we, we will not uh, kowtow to... Our egos. A certain je ne sais crotch. <laughs> That's great. That's combining all the worlds that we just mentioned. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. We we'll, we'll not have one of those because uh, we're not we're not. <laughs> <laughs> True, but yeah, no, but but you should 
still just send them to us Write anyway. It in as, as a story yeah. or a yeah. suggestion or something. I want to tell you a story about my love for you. <laughs> Here's a suggestion. Keep being awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so thank you very much. Yeah, sweet of you. Um, also, uh, they'd like to thank us for being a much, comma, Joe much man. better show than Monster Talk. Oh, oh you don't care who you hurt. Have been nor, Yeah, nor do we. I'll tell you what, I listen to Monster Talk. Can we take him in a fight? Yes. Yes. Um, Monster Talk Monster Talk is good. It's it's fine. Parsec Award winner. <laughs> but I appreciate the, the compliment there. That was P, five Fs, and a T. You all heard it. <laughs> they uh, are also very, uh, they enjoy our, our versions of explanations uh, more than, say, some other podcasts. <laughs> That's um, good. Yeah, so uh, thank you guys. Thank you. I, we we do try to take things as seriously as we can when we're not talking about fart jokes and sweet, sweet daddies. <laughs> um, so thank you. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, that's next week. Uh, and they want us to know that um, uh, if Achilles and Timon were crusty old aristocrats... <laughs> we would be the recipients of their entire uh, inheritance when they died. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's uh, please. Can we put a button <laughs> just for like a, a one click will? Yeah. Is that legally binding? <laughs> I thought I was donating, but now, now I guess, I guess the house is, is yours now. <laughs> Should make that as easy as possible for people to do. Get on that prime minister. Yeah, that's right. Oh, also fun fact. Uh, Timon. Currently on vacation up in Squatch County. <laughs> yeah, he's up uh, up in British Columbia. So come on, buddy, bring us back some photos. That's right. I want to see. I want to see some some Squatch. Maybe we'll, if we if we actually had like listener sourced photos that they had taken, that would be. I think that I think that might be the one thing that would be make me willing to do a Squatch episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I trust our listeners more than I trust the, the anything else. Sure. And, of course, sweet slice of puns. Mm, mm, oh, my gosh. Oh, I didn't want to say anything to be rude. <laughs> but I was just hoping for a good old slice of puns. Herping for perns. Herping <laughs> for uh, It turns out. So here we go. All right. Kicking it off. Uh, Himmler's greatest poultry-based super weapon was not the lightning chicken, as is so commonly believed. I thought it was. Yeah, it's not. Instead, it was the lightning turkey. Oh. It would have won mistake. in the war if not for the fact that he was forced to shut down the project because it was causing, causing strife in the upper ranks of the Nazi party. Ugh. He called it Project Gobbles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the SS jocks got jealous of the money the Ancestral Heritage Department was getting, they started calling them the Anna Nerders. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the office parties in the Nazi administration were no fun, unless Looney occultists. No, they really weren't. The Nazi parties, kind of, uh, kind of redundant there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back it off, Ronnie. Uh, office parties in the Nazi administration were no fun, and the less Looney occultists often referred to Himmler's ilk as the hyper boring ends. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they don't care who they hurt. Uh, Apply some ointment to that burn. Ooh. <sighs> Also, uh, gave us a couple of just uh, fun things that we might enjoy. Um, 
Like what? There's a show called River Monsters where some guy just loses his damn mind going after horrifying things in rivers. Like think, bull sharks. Yeah, I think I've seen commercials for that. Mongolian terror I, I, trout. I don't care for, for fish. Not that I'm scared of them. They just they're no. disgusting. You just you just you, you, but you're not scared, Stop. right? Yeah. But you're not Stop. scared. David Flores terrified of fish. But what happens when his new partner on the force is a salmon? Flor, what's the name of that cop show? <laughs> Um, NYPD Bluegill. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can even follow that up. CSI meets CSB, Chilean sea bass. All right, that that didn't deserve the time I gave it, but sorry, everybody. Oh God, I'm gonna feel so <laughs> bad if I don't come up with something. <sighs> Blue is in everything. Ah. Blue. This is this is. I don't watch cop shows. Undercover sushi chefs, Raw and Order. <sighs> All right, I'm not. I quit. I quit. You're really. You're just. I'm on point. You're skewering, skewering them. Uh, also, an interesting question, Flora. Oh wait, I've got it. What? What? Bad fish, bad fish. What you gonna do? <laughs> it's carps. Oh, nice. See, you did it. Oh, phew. Finished strong, too. Phew. That was really good. Um, what's your favorite cryptid or, or, or mysterious thing? Lord. Uh, I'm not going to tell you why. Uh, man, it's hard to say. I, so far, just in, in recent memory, and I, I don't know if this is uh, ultimate or not, but I, I've liked the manticore a lot. It's yeah, pretty sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm a goat man, man. If sure. you couldn't tell from the opening... Not that we we already did the goat man. We're not going back on it, but the the goat man of Maryland has everything I love in a uh, a cryptid, and and he carries a fucking axe. Yeah, and I mean, he's he, probably wearing a lab coat. Yeah, he was smart enough to to arm himself. So that's it. Yeah, I, that's they just it. Want to know what what we like? Yeah. So uh, for I'm not going to tell you why. Oh, okay. Um, weird. Yeah, not weird at all. And uh, so. Sorry, we we're we're kind of still running the delay on these things, so you guys are like, Jesus, we sent that forever ago. Yeah. And uh, to answer your question, I I'd say email is always uh, better. So they said, do we prefer things from Facebook oh, or email? I, see. I, see. I think email is a little easier for us to sort. Yeah. Through. Uh, and Mikey Wheels, I think uh, we're we're getting to something from you on on Facebook too. So yeah. uh, uh, Don't uh, don't fret. We still got that. Don't lose faith. Thank you, Achille and Timon. Thank, Thank you, guys. you so much. You guys are awesome. awesome. I heard back from a lumberjack Nick. Oh, well, hello. Look who's been busy. Swinging that axe, eating them flapjacks, lumberjack Nick. <laughs> he's got a, a whole uh, pig tied to each foot, and he's just skating around, greasing up the biggest skillet he can find. <laughs> Doesn't even bother to kill them. No. Skating, <laughs> on, <laughs> skating on their griddle, <laughs> playing on a fiddle. Lumberjack Nick gonna ride all day. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he said that in the last uh, uh, missive that he's got some ghost stories to share with us, and he shared one with us now. He said that uh, his grandmother uh, unfortunately recently passed away, uh, but she had a lot of ghostly run-ins during her life, and he's got a few himself. Uh, and here's a here's a couple encounters where their stories intersect. Said his childhood bedroom was rectangular in shape except for the short corner that jetted from one of the walls where the downstairs fireplace runs up through the house. He used to play in this corner until something happened late one evening. 
he said he was around five or so playing uh, whatever five-year-olds play facing this particular corner. His room sat in between his grandmother's room where she was watching TV and his uncle's room where he was doing who knows what, probably watching TV. He said he remembers his uncle walked out of his room past Nick's door into the bathroom and closed the door behind him. Finally, the guy used to pee with the door open all the time. As his uncle walked past the door, uh, Nick turned and watched him until he was out of sight, then turned his gaze back to the corner where he was confronted by a hunched back shadow seemingly walking in place. He snapped his head around to see behind him, expecting to find his uncle, but of course he wasn't there. When he turned back to the corner, the shadow was gone. He immediately ran into his grandmother's room crying, and uh, he should note that his uncle was still in the bathroom. From that point on, for several several years, he refused to play in his room. The way, the way that you put that together sounded like the uncle was in the bathroom from that point on for several years. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, did I stutter? <laughs> and uh, Nick spent most of his evening playtime with his grandmother in her room. Uh, also, until they moved out of the house uh, when he was a sophomore in high school, he was terrified of seeing something else. And at night, he would always make sure that his blanket would obscure his view of that corner. It wasn't until years later that his grandmother told him her side of the story. Long before he was born, she occupied the room with the corner. One night, while she was sleeping, his grandfather usually fell asleep on the couch watching TV. A lot of TV watching in the house, he says. Yeah. Uh, she was, That's legit. She was awakened by the voice of a little girl saying, Mommy, Mommy. Uh... She sat up in bed and asked what, thinking it was one of her daughters. What the hell do you want? In the same corner where he saw the shadow, she saw a young girl wearing an old-fashioned nightgown, and the girl promptly vanished. Nick says he's not one to have any strong stance on ghosts, and he's not quick to say just because you see your father's ghost that the ghost was, in fact, your father, uh, what they both saw in the corner was only connected in location, so who knows what it was. Uh, he says he personally leans more in the direction of mischievous spirits or demonic activity instead of ghosts, uh, but even still, he won't say that uh, they are not or even just electrical field-induced hallucinations. And then says the Bible doesn't say outright what they are, but more or less says don't mess with them. With them. It's for God to handle. So with that being said... He can't help but enjoy a good mystery, wondering what they are, in fact. Uh, And he finds Jin somewhat intriguing. Yeah. That's funny. As you were saying that, that's what was kind of popping into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Very neat. Um, Yeah. And uh, uh, Nick also has a a podcast of his own called uh, Daily Nugget of Joy, which uh, he says to check out on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Very cool, and uh, he also says uh, if if anybody's a Star Wars fan out there, uh, well, there's probably Dude. one or two. But, uh, Billion. He's been drawing uh, Bildos. One. <laughs> yeah, there's a Bildo Star Wars fans. Uh, he's been drawing one Star Wars character a day until the release of Episode Seven. Oh, uh, and you can check that out and uh, um, help him raise money for a charity uh, at SketchWars.org and SketchesForWater.com. That's awesome. So, cool. Well done, sir. Well done, Nick. You are one of the good ones. Of the lumberjacks I've known, you're the only one I would lend money to. 
The rest and, of them and, would and, blow and, it on, on syrup. And let's <laughs> skate around on my pigs. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Thank you, sir. Up next, uh, oh, we got one from Kelly Bear. Kelly Bear. Welcome aboard. Hi, Kelly Bear. Oh, she does not like to be spoken to like that. <laughs> Probably not. I'm sorry, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she has kind of a cool, interesting, and I've never heard of this before, but this is a, a, a cool concept, uh, something we could do on the show. Um, be good. Yeah, be good. Be entertaining. <laughs> Don't swear so much. No, uh, she's a fan of the podcast. Thank you very oh. much. And uh, she was making note, there's an article that she read about a, br- a bridal shop in Chihuahua, Mexico. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. And there are rumors that the the mannequin in the window is actually the preserved body of the original <laughs> owner's daughter Whoa. who died on her wedding day. Wow. And there's like photos and everything. And of course, they don't really say anything, but uh, it, it's really creepy. And like the way that they treat the mannequin kind of doesn't hurt. Um, but like <laughs> there are places that people keep the preserved remains of the dead on view. And there's stories about them. They're, um, uh, Kelly's in, from London. And London town. Mm-hmm. It's actually an entire city now. Wow. Yeah. London. Got to get with the town. city on the grow. Uh, <laughs> they have, um, at UCL, the body of Jerry, Jeremy Bentham. It's yeah. Just, old Jeremy Bentham. <laughs> JB for the, for you to see <laughs> in, in a piece, some in some cabinetry. Oh, so, uh, that's, that's really cool. And that's, that's a cool idea. Like we could we could a- accumulate that bodies. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like uh like a list of like oh, uh, for example oh, Lenin, Lenin's tomb. Yeah, um, Avita. Yeah. You know these are people. You know these are remains that are kind of like these these public displays. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Didn't even think of it. So Neat. thank you, Kelly Bear. Thanks, Kelly Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. She thinks it's adorable. <laughs> Uh, heard from Clayton. Hey, Clayton. Hello, Clayton. Hello, Clayton. Welcome to the party, Clayton. Uh, Clayton. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> We've been waiting on Clayton. Uh, <laughs> nice. He likes uh, way back in episode nine, ghost stories. Whoa. I threw in a, uh, a backing track from uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And he caught it and appreciated it. You mentioned that to me because you're really proud of that maneuver. So I'm glad that <laughs> someone got that. I love I love that soundtrack. It's one of my favorite video game soundtracks. Uh, so yeah, thanks for thanks for catching that, Clayton. Yeah. Uh, got an email from Jinx. Jinx. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, cool, right? right? Oh! <laughs> Coax <laughs> owed to everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you run into us at McDonald's, we. <laughs> we have to buy you a Coke. Yep. Sorry. I picked McDonald's because it's just a dollar, no matter what you go. <laughs> Any thought size. I, thought ahead. For when people recognize us podcasters. At, at Wendy's. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of bastards. Uh, anyway, Jinx, big fan of the podcast, which yeah. makes uh, pretty pretty awesome. Sweet. And uh, Jinx listens to uh, about seven to ten podcasts a day. Seven to ten. Sometimes just blurry photos. Ow! Right, man, as much as I'm in love with the sound of my own voice, even I'm like, that's a, that's a lot of podcasts. 
I need to stretch after that or something. <laughs> stretch your ears. Yeah. Jinx is an aspiring writer and um, is actually working on creating uh, some sci-fi fiction about Jin and really loved our episode about it. Nice. And uh, yeah. So, um, and also enjoys puns. So thank you for that. And um, by all means, don't forget to write in uh, fifth sci-fi fiction. I'd love to be wearing power armor. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, I'm just, just putting that out there. I would love to just have a, a smoking jacket and a pipe and 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 be thinner. Please. I want to be Space Lieutenant Damien Stecklar. <laughs> yeah, Stecklar of of Her Majesty's Space Service. Yeah. Boy, we should leave the writing to you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you know, speaking of, speaking of the Jinx episode, we uh-huh. haven't we haven't uh, addressed it uh, yeah. since it happened, but it, it reminds me, we are both we always have been huge fans of, of Robin Williams and yeah, we're very sad to hear that's very his true. passing. So that was that was just rotten. Yeah. Um, and you know it's a it's a it's a tough thing and it just feels so unnecessary. Yeah. You know, people people die all the time and 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 it's it's always tragic, but sometimes you're like, Well, you know, that person was ninety four years old. And sometimes that happens, sure. but to have have someone opt out is is always difficult. Yeah, and someone so talented and mm-hmm. who inspired a lot of people, and I know inspired both of us. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, Robin Williams, you will be missed by blurry photos Indeed. for and, sure. And I, I, I vow to never stop occasionally going. <laughs> I'm going to keep that alive. Yeah, we, I'm, we've got a tribute. Absolutely. Uh, for him. So, anyways, just want to throw that out there. We haven't said anything. Up until now. Now so, we did. I uh, got an email here from, let's see, what it is. It's uh, Dr. Cly, Dr. Cly, Dr. Ming. Uh, well, which one is it? Uh, doc, Dr. Cly, here, you you take a look and you tell me, Dr. Cly, Dr. Ming, is it, uh, is it directly, directly Dr. Ming? And what do you, what do you think that is there? <laughs> well, Flora, you sweet, simple, handsome man. It's darkly dreaming. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, vowels are extraordinarily expensive when you're getting an email oh, address. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, I thought it was Dr. Clyde, Dr. Ming. No, and, and the Ys, the they're only sometimes vowels, so they're half price. That's right. Darkly dreaming, uh, or darkly dreaming, um, sends us a useless superpower. Yes, yes. How Not about the ability to tell when you're about to receive a call from a telemarketer? Silicanesis. Nice. Not useless. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a good, but you know, it's a good mundane superpower. It's a good mundane superpower. It's not going to like rearrange your life. You don't get to quit your job. Right. But it, but you can yeah. use it. Yeah. That's really great. I like that a lot. I got one here from uh, Jack. Jack. That's right. So Jack. That's J-A-C-Q. Jack. Shuck. Jack. Sounds like a shuck. Jackway. Um, how about a show on La Llorona, which I have never heard of. La Llorona. Uh, Jack grew up in a primarily Hispanic community in California, and uh, in her childhood was terrified of La Llorona, which I've never never heard of. I'm going to look into that. That seems cool. Would, would it be Yorona? Yorona? I, I, I don't know. This is one of the things we have to figure out. Yeah, okay. That's the first part of the podcast. Like Yama? <laughs> like Yama. Uh, best regards, High Heel Jack. 
Get, oh, I get a it. Girl, very nice. Jack. Thank you, Jack. A gracias. Jacques. Jacques. Rounding out the the missives this week, mm-hmm. we heard from Bumbling Cad from all the way in Liverpool. <sighs> you know, sometimes you want to do a thing, you realize everyone's done that, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's awfully nice to hear from you. You bumbling card. Welcome to the podcast. Now, please read his letter so I can stop doing this. <laughs> nope. Damn. I'm just going to let you roll. <laughs> <laughs> bumbling cad is sitting sitting in his with his headphones on and just <laughs> getting redder and redder. <laughs> uh, bumbling cad says, hello, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. Or as they say in England. Hi. Hello. He says he was so disturbed. He's been... <laughs> Listening to our show for a long time, enjoying it, big fan, but was so disturbed and appalled by the events of the by the events of the crystal healing episode, can't contain it anymore. Well, that's uh, it was a raw episode, a lot of emotion. <laughs> he said during the puns segment, Stecco, you made an amethyst pun using the term amethyst. His issue is that this pun was incomplete. If you had whipped out your Jeff impression and said hammer fist, the H is naturally dropped. Oh. I'm a fist. Get That's it? brilliant. So you're right. Come, you're come right. a bit closer then. <laughs> oh, Give damn it. You're right. Now. You're right. I hate leaving points on the on the field there. Yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, and that's a very big weight lifted off of his shoulders. Cleared that. <laughs> uh, and he, he says also. Uh, I, I like a guy who goes back over and says no. This pun. That pun's not finished. Yeah, that can be, be polished. Better. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like reviewing the tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he asked us, "Have we heard the the Have we heard the theory that artificial sweeteners were invented by ancient aliens?" No. Yeah, it's being spread by a guy called Giorgio Sucralose. Oh, that, that is really good. That was awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, slide it on there. Yeah. Oh, our slats. Wow <laughs> that that pun was splendid. <laughs> I can hardly aspartame my appetite. <laughs> Send us more. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Bumbling Cad. Yes. Or as they say in Liverpool, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, so thank you guys so much. Um, for sending your love to the, us. This is the part that you so, so regularly hear and get to tune out. This is this is where you're like, okay, now I have to do my taxes. Yeah. Time to tune in. Facebook, Twitter, stumble upon, YouTube, internet, snail mail, iTunes, donate button, donate there. button, donate, donate button. button. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah. Those are the things. And guess what, lucky listeners? We have arrived. We are big boys wearing our big boy pants. We have uh, garnered the amazing sponsorship of audible.com that's right this episode of blurry photos is brought to you by audible.com you can go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos to get your own free trial which is sort of helpful and contributive to us that's right as well as you you get a free download free book you get a free book you get a 30-day free trial you get one free credit for a book of your choice on there yep 
And the sky's the limit after that. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. And then we get a little crook brack from mm-hmm. that. This is what we've been looking for, and this is what we we, yeah. we hope you enjoy. We You give to us, we give back to you. Bing, bang, boom. So without much further ado, uh, Flora, why don't you hit them with that link, Uno Mas. That's right. It's audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. Thank you in advance. By the way, and enjoy the free book. Yeah. It's sort of on us. It's on us. Learn something <laughs> weird, dudes. And ladies. Thank you for all of your awesome reviews. Thank you a thousandfold for your amazing letters. And we're going to be kind of redoing the website a little bit. I think we mentioned that before. And including a listener art page. That's right. We get some fan art up there. We get yeah. some great stuff from you guys. And we need to uh, show it off properly instead yeah. of just retweeting it. Yeah, exactly. So we want to we want a, a compendium of all your awesome and amazing hard work. So we're going to yep. put that up. And uh, yeah. Hopefully look for uh, a store in the near future, maybe? Uh-huh, with things to buy. Things to purchase. Um, yeah, quit, oh. quit throwing your money away on that donate button. A little quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that was uh, that was the um, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs where Alex Jones actually That's played right. Hannibal. <laughs> Silence of the Info Warriors. Oh. Hey, you see, you see, I've been eating these people for months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been. The David Floridelphia experiment. And I'm Dave, the unified feel theory stecko. <laughs> Will. Will. <laughs> Will. 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 Come over. Let me feel those firm navel buttocks. Philadelphia. Will. Okay. Bye. <laughs>